You're listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast with your host, me, Mike. And do I got a doozy for you today? If Ken Chin's Chinese food doesn't make it through this COVID pandemic, I want them to reopen as a strip club called Bonas and Monas. So as you know, I deliver bread for a living. I'm a root jumper, which means I cover guys' roots. I'm somewhere in between a regular driver and a manager. So the other day I'm covering root in Worcester, which is a nice one. It's not, not far to drive and stuff. I'm going to my first stop at like around 5 o'clock in the morning. Probably 5.05. I show up. It's the corner lunch. It's a diner. I pull up without looking to see if anyone's there. I take all the bread off the truck, put it on the sidewalk. I look over. I realize the guy isn't there yet. So I'm like, oh, ordinarily I would have just driven right past the diner if he wasn't there and went to my first stop at St. Vincent's Hospital. But I'm like, uh, should I wait for the guy? I'm contemplating it. I put all the bread back on the truck and just as I'm about to drive away, the guy pulls up. So I take all the bread off, make my delivery, I pick up my check. So now it's about quarter past five. I get over to St. Vincent's and now I deliver bread to the cafeteria. And my competitor delivers bread to like a sandwich shop in there. So we go to different sections of the, of the building. But we go to the same loading dock. He's backed into the dock already, so I get there and I use the ramp, which is simple enough. So I pull in, I'm taking my bread out of the back, and as I'm taking my bread out of the back of the truck to go up the ramp, I look over and I see a guy run over, hop in the truck, uh, my competitor's truck on the dock, and take off. Now, I had just spoken to the guy who did that route the day before when I was doing the route as well. And it wasn't the same guy. But hey, I'm a root jumper. Maybe this is the root jumper. Maybe the reason he's running is because he doesn't know where he's doing. And he's, uh, you know, strapped for time. So the guy gets in the truck and drives off. And as he's driving off, he looks right at me. He doesn't look very happy. But I wave to him. He doesn't wave back. Nevertheless, I don't really give a shit. I'm just working. So I go and make my delivery. About an hour or so later, I'm at my next, or two stops later, I'm at uh, Price Chopper on Park Ave. And I run into the Pepperidge Farm guy who I went to high school with. And his brother's a cop. Not that this really has a lot to do with it, but he says to me, hey, did you see so-and-so's truck today? You know, the, the so-and-so bread driver? Well, I'm not going to tell you who they are, because whatever. I'm like, uh, actually, I saw him today at St. Vincent's Hospital, but it wasn't the regular driver. He's like, yeah, well, his guy got pulled over at the police station. Like, he, his truck was at the police station, a bunch of cops all around it. I'm like, huh. He's like, yeah, I don't know what was going on. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I waved to the guy and everything this morning. He didn't wave back. I don't know who he was. It wasn't the regular guy. He's like, okay. Cut to about three, four hours later, my boss calls me up. He says, hey, I know you don't do this, but no matter what, never leave your keys in the vehicle when you're not in it. No, you know, shut it off, take them with you if you're going into a store or anywhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I always do, which I do, I, you know, especially when you're early morning. Well, the guy who had been delivering the other bread who backed into the dock left his truck running. And uh, my friend who told me about this incident, his brother's a cop and knows an investigating cop that was investigating this crime. By the way, I didn't tell you, uh, the guy who drove off stole the truck. So apparently, while I was pulling into 
the um, hospital area to unload, I was backing in, and this guy was cutting through the parking lot, and he jumped into a St. Vincent's police cruiser and was trying to steal it because it was unlocked, but it wasn't running. And when I was getting out of my truck and taking the bread off, I had my back to the cruiser. The guy jumped out of the cruiser, ran over and jumped into my competitor's truck and sped off. And the investigating officer just happened to be the kid who grew up right next door to me. So I was talking to him on Facebook about what happened. He started laughing. He's like, yes, we all know you had nothing to do with the truck getting stolen, but we were concerned with why you waved at the guy. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we saw you on the video unloading your truck. And, you know, as the guy's driving off with the other guy's truck, you waved to him. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know. I thought maybe he was another disgruntled root jumper like myself. But anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. And I was commended by the police for uh, taking my keys and shutting my truck off. Anyway, maybe the story isn't as great as it sounds to me. But here's the, be- here's the best part I almost forgot about. The guy stole the truck, drove off. And the reason the police were all surrounding him at the police station was because the guy was high on meth and tried to drive through the holding cell door at the police station to free his brothers or whatever the story was. So uh, the guy's getting hit with some serious charges like active terrorism and all sorts of other shit. And if the story I'm telling you doesn't match to the exact story, it's just what happened to me. It's just what I heard. I'll talk to you later. My buddy gives me a call. Um, This takes place back in 2006, 2007. Uh, He gives me a ring. He says, um, hey, I'm having a party. You know, come on out. Uh, I live in central Massachusetts. He lives in Dorchester, Mass. So I live about 40 miles west of him. You can figure out where that is pretty easy. Um, so he says, hey, you know, my, my roommates went home for the weekend and they saw their younger sister getting ready for prom. And they got all nostalgic and everything. And we're going to have a prom theme party at the house. You should come out. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I hop in my car and I'm heading out there. I got a tuxedo. I mean, I had been in like a half dozen weddings and such, and I stole a piece from every tuxedo I'd ever had and never returned it. So I had a makeshift suit. I could, I can get by. So I'm rolling out there and I'm not exactly a responsible person. I, at this age, I was like 26, 27 years old. I had a bunch of CDs on my front seat and a styrofoam container with like leftover food and my tuxedo hanging. And I'm so thrilled to be going out there, finally doing something, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm listening to the music and everything. And I get out to, like, the Mass Pike extension, which is basically just another excuse to have another toll at the end of the Mass Pike to get you into Boston. So I get on the Mass Pike extension, and I'm heading into Boston. I bang a left, like, I don't know, just after Fenway Park, going towards Dorchester. It's somewhere between there and the off-ramp to get to where he was going. I think it was like exit 18. I don't know why I remember that or if it's even true, but whatever. A guy cuts me off. And I mean, he cuts me off bad. He comes whipping from the right-hand side and just drives right in front of me. And I have to jack on my brakes. And my food and my CDs and my tuxedo go flying. And I instantly lose my mind. And I'm like, holy shit, this just happened. I can't believe this just happened. I mean, there's like food on the floor, the CDs everywhere, the tuxedos on the dashboard, and I, I can't tell if the, the legs are getting stuck in the, the barbecue sauce. I, I'm just pissed. So I do something I've never done before, and I just, I just punch it, and I start chasing after the car. And part of me is saying, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Are you not going to chase this guy? And the other part of me is like, I got to fucking see what this guy looks like, man. 
I just gotta see what this guy looks like. And I can hear my father saying in my head, Mike, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm saying to myself, I just gotta see him. I just gotta see him. And, and, and so I, I'm chasing him. And sure enough, we're coming to the off ramp and there's traffic. And you know, you can go to the left and keep going straight, but this guy's obviously gonna get off the same exit I do. So I just, I, I now start cutting people off. And I, I get right up alongside of him and I stop in an open lane right next to him. I look over at him and I'm, I'm fuming, I'm pissed. But part of me is really, really scared and excited and I don't know what to do. And I accidentally tap my window to like roll it down a little bit, but it automatically starts going all the way down. And as it's going down, I'm making a gesture to him like, roll your window down. And he's looking at me like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll roll my fucking window down. I'll roll my window down. And then he rolls his window down like part way. And now there's like, you know, it's a, we're almost like face to face. And, you know, he's got like red hair and a goatee and he's bigger than I am. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, but, but before I could think or do anything, I just yelled out, suck a bag of dicks. And then I paused and I looked at him. He looked at me and he's like, huh? And then I drove off. And just like that, I uncomfortably started hysterically laughing. I didn't know what to do. I, I was speeding. I had just cut off a bunch of people myself. I, I looked down, my, my suit's actually all right. The food actually didn't fall out. The CDs are on the ground, but who cares, you know? So I'm driving and I just start laughing to myself. I'm like, oh my God, that is the funniest thing I've ever done. And there's nobody here to witness it. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if that guy could tell that story and I, everybody could find out about it, you know? I, I, I don't know, I don't know. So I, I get to Dorchester, I go to the party, I see my buddy. I mean, the party's already hopping when I get there. And he, I start to tell him the story, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just get ready. There's girls in prom dresses that are, like, in their late 20s, and the lick is flowing. Let's go. So I have a good time, you know? Cut to, I don't know, a year or two later. I don't even know how long ago it was after that. I'm at home um, late at night after going out drinking. And I come home, and the on HBO is, like, one of the comic reliefs. It's pre-recorded and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's the one that has, like, Whoopi Goldberg and Robin Williams and uh, I don't know who else. But um, I turn it on just as they're introducing a comedian. And they're, like, coming to the stage, Louis C.K. And I'm like, oh, cool, man, I like this guy. So he comes out to the stage, and I'm standing, like, drunk right in front of the television, like, six, like I don't know, six inches away from it. And he comes out, and he's like, so, guy told me to suck a bag of dicks the other day in traffic. And I froze. And I was like, I don't look like I had to suck a bag of dicks in traffic once. And he goes on to tell the story almost word for word the way I just told it to you. Except the only thing he added was that he said that the guy had a dog in his front seat and then flew into the windshield. Apparently a tuxedo, CDs, and some leftover food looked like a dog. Or I don't know. Maybe it really wasn't him. Maybe it's all just a weird coincidence. But that story, I believe it was him. I don't know. I, I looked into it later on, found out he was actually from the Boston area. But I mean, the car was kind of shitty that he was driving. He was already an established comedian. I don't know. It's just a story. It's just something that happened to me. There was a weird coincidence that may have just matched up perfectly with somebody else. For all, I don't have any idea where his story took place. This is just a story that happened to me. That made me say, hmm. So anyway, that's it.
This took place about 15 years ago. I had uh, just moved back in with my father. I had had roommates and uh, my sister and my nephew were pretty much living in the house by by themselves. This was the house that I grew up in because my father was uh, spending most of his time with his girlfriend, which is fine. So I thought, you know, I'd move in with my sister and my nephew and uh, kind of help out. So one night I was sitting in the back TV room and my sister and nephew were upstairs sleeping. All the lights were on in the house. And this television room was an addition that my parents had put on when I was a kid. So it wasn't a part of the original house. In fact, the door that led to the room was actually a door that used to lead to the outdoors. So I was sitting on the couch, which the doorway was to the left of me and the television was straight in front of me. And I, uh, over the years, Everybody in my family who had watched TV in this room would often think they saw somebody or saw something near the doorway. See, there was this chrome stand-up light. You know, most houses had them. They were not really chrome. It's like a gold color, tall lamp that was right at the doorway. And there was a light switch that worked it. You know, it was right next to the wall. <clears throat> at any rate... Um, so this night, stone sober, just sitting there. In fact, I'm not the type of person to hang around with the lights on in the house. I'm, uh, I, I was always the type of person to go around and shut off all the lights. You know, if you're not in the room, don't have the light on. But for some strange reason, I had the kitchen light on, the hallway that led to the TV room, and that same hallway leads down to the uh, laundry room. And all four lights were on. Uh, so I'm sitting there watching TV, and I keep noticing out of the corner of my eye, which is something that happened often, I would I kept noticing like what I thought was a person or somebody there, and I'd look, but often what, what it was was just a reflection off of that chrome lamp from the television. You know, the lights would change and flicker on the TV and the lamp would, you know, but this was, there was no shadows, it was, the light was on. So I peek over and I, I swear I saw somebody just poke their head around the corner. Now, I know my sister and my nephew... In fact, they might not even have been home. I think I was there by myself, actually. I don't know. It was a long time ago, and I just want to tell you the story. So, I look over, and I thought I saw someone poke their head in the corner. So, I immediately hopped up off the couch. I was sitting on the couch, you know, crisscross applesauce or whatever you want to call it. And I jumped up off the couch, and I looked over. And as I did, I'm like, oh, I definitely saw something. Something kind of pulled its head back. So, I took the four steps it took to get to the doorway and I I saw like a part of a body like going around the corner just 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 far enough away from me so that it was always getting away I know this is all happening in a few seconds but it was so surreal in the amount of time it took for me to see it and as I came around the corner there was a person it was a woman all dressed in black like the 1800s yeah, I, I, you know, maybe the early 1900s, almost like a person would the type of gown someone would wear to a, a funeral or something, and they were take they took like three steps into the laundry room, and I was dumbfounded, but not scared, but sort of scared, but I still like just followed behind it, and as I did, like I said, I was just far enough behind it so that it was always just taking a corner so it was like an s turn that i had to get through like out of the t 
TV room, into the hallway, and then into the laundry room. And I followed behind it, never quite seeing its face, never quite seeing the entire body, but definitely it was not an apparition. It was not uh, anything fuzzy. It was a sharp picture of a person, a female, walk into that room. And I chased it right into the laundry room, and then there was nothing. And I stood there with my eyes wide open, all the lights on in the house downstairs. And I said out loud, Well, you know who I am. So I don't think I have to be afraid of you. Because I've lived here my entire life. And I just started kind of weirdly laughing. And I was like, okay. And I went back into the living room. Kind of scared now. But then a weird calm came over me and I, I kind of realized what I had just said out loud was really reaffirming that, yeah, I don't really have anything to be afraid of. Nothing's ever happened to me in this house. There's no problems. So I sat back up on the couch. The television was on and everything, you know. I sat back on the couch and you know, just blankly stared at the TV and then something caught my eye on the television and I just watched it. And uh, I didn't think about it and I went to bed that night and everything was fine. I didn't think about it for years. So like I said, my parents, I don't know if I actually said this, but my parents were divorced and my father had the house and my sister and my nephew were living there. And then, you know, I ended up, uh, I don't know, I live with my family now and I was moving out and my sister uh, lives with her boyfriend or fiance now. And uh, my dad sold the house back to my mom and my mom and my stepfather moved in. And, you know, my father has lived with his girlfriend now, his fiance actually, and we all live None of us live in that home anymore. But I still go there all the time to visit my mother. And my stepfather told me one day, he said, hey, Mike, have you ever noticed anything weird happen at this house? And I was like, uh, well, not really. I mean, has he ever seen a ghost or anything? And I said, and the first thing I thought of was my best friend Jay lived across the street and he used to have like that sleep paralysis thing where he'd see things. And I don't know if it was like being in that half-awake state where it's a dream or if he really was seeing stuff but he saw he used to see a similar era man like but he said it was like hovering over his bed and all this 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 and that so I started to tell him that story and he's like no 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 this is like a woman and he just started to describe exactly what I saw and just like that almost as though enough time had gone by where I just blocked it out of my mind I remembered it and I told him the story he's like oh yeah I've seen her yeah, I've seen her twice. Once at the top of the stairs in the house, and I forgot where he said the other one was. I think he said it was somewhere else, like, in a different part of the house. And all I could think of was that if this is really a ghost, and I'm buying into it because I do believe I saw it, all I could think of was that it, it couldn't come into the TV room because maybe we had that television room built, and, you know, it can't leave the confines of where its original space was. I don't know. I don't know, this is all kind of silly, you know. But part of me doesn't really believe in this stuff, but part of me can't deny what I actually saw, you know. So, I mean, he, he wasn't scared of what he saw either, but at the same time, he was a little weirded out by it. So I'm going to try to upload a picture of my house from, like I have to say, like the early 1900s. I, I can tell because there's like a Model T Ford in the picture. Uh, I don't know, one of my neighbors actually had it. My house is close to 150 years old, almost 200 years old, I, I'm, I'm guessing, but, you know, it has, like, a dirt basement with, like, a trap door that goes down to it, and, 
you know, the house was built originally without plumbing um, or, or a bathroom even, um, for that matter. So, I don't know, it has some history. If you look uh, in the area where I live in central Massachusetts, uh, it used to be an aerial photo I had seen of my neighborhood. And there's only my house, my buddy Jay's, and another one on the street at the time from the photo. It's from a really long time ago. But anyhow, I don't know, thought it was an interesting story. It's not really funny. It's not really that crazy, but it happened to me, and I believe it. So thank you very much. <laughs>